Hi friends, welcome to the Psyche Mental Wellbeing Podcast with me, your host, Hannah. On the show, I'm joined each episode by an amazing guest to have an honest conversation, share our real life experiences and tackle stigma and misconceptions around mental health along the way. We believe that everyone would benefit from focusing a little more on their mental well-being, and we're here to support you to do just that. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hi friends and welcome back. Hope you are having a good week. Um, I'm recording this on Sunday and I'm having a chilled day today, but always happy to take a little time to chat with you and to bring you out podcast episodes. And I'm really excited to share today's episode with you. It was a really, really fun conversation I had with Sarah and uh, she was really gracious and letting me pick her brains about things as well um, and getting some input into my own uh, fitness journey. So firstly, I want to say a massive thank you to all of the guests that were featured on our episode on Monday where we did our eighth strategy roundup and then to Rosie, who joined me on Wednesday last week. Um, really fab episodes if you've not had a chance to listen to them yet. Check those out for a little boost of tips and emotional well-being. And today, as I said, we're joined by Sarah. And we're really getting into all the pillars of well-being and health. Um, and Sarah shares a lot of what she's going on and um, her perspective. So I'm not going to say any more now. And we're going to dive in and I'll be back super quickly at the end. Enjoy. Hi everyone and I'm really happy to welcome today's guest Sarah to the podcast. So Sarah welcome and if you could tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi Hannah, thank you. Thank you for inviting me on here today. Um, hi everybody, so I'm Sarah Matiasic and my background was um, a bit of a mixture of things really. I worked in uh, recruitment and operations management for a number of, well over 10 years really and I found that I got to a point really where I'd got a young family and I'd kind of had enough really. I was doing too much juggling as I'm sure some of you can relate to that um, as a mum just juggling the, the children, the, the lifts in and out of work and the commuting um, you know, driving to nursery, etc. And I decided enough was enough. And I actually left to set up my own business. Um, and wow, what an incredible journey that started, actually. Um, and it meant uh, over the years, what's happened is I've set up and run a number of different businesses, um, but all around my passion, really. And of late, what I found was I was coming across more and more women in particular who had found that the success in their business was at some sort of cost to their health or their fitness. And that was kind of me and where I was at when, when I decided to leave my job. I started SM Power because of this. I started um, a one-to-one -one consultancy where I could work with women to help them discover and find their strength within this juggle of, of modern everyday life for us as women. Um, and to this day, it's become very successful. Um, I work one-to-one -one consultancy with women, but I also have recently set up a brand new company called My Health Mastery, a membership site whereby I can now help enable many, many more women on a much grander scale to uh, reap the benefits of looking after ourselves and essentially putting health at the heart of our business and our family lifestyle. Yeah, awesome. And there's so much I already want to ask you. <laughs> so the first thing, when you're saying about... Um, SM Power and when you started that and, and helping women discover their strengths because I think there's something that we can really be unaware of our, our strengths and our superpower or however you want to phrase it I've had guests that have called it superpowers before and then I've gone what's yeah. mine I don't know 
why is it do you think or from your experience that we can really struggle to identify those things that really make us unique because I think we generally are busy people in life. Modern life is such a busy time, isn't it? And I and I keep referring to women. And I, I get obviously men have a busy time too. I'm not I'm not um, excluding them, but I'm talking from a perspective of a lot of my clients who I work with are women, and and our life is very much a, a caregiver and potentially a working mum too these days. So I think we kind of forget about ourselves. We we put ourselves. Do you know the, the biggest um, the reason I set up the four strength elements and the reason they came to mind was because that last on nurture is probably one of the first ones to go and yet it's one of the first ones we should keep we should really look after ourselves because without us what do we have you know we are generally there to give and serve the world the, the, our family our business our jobs our um, partners etc and if we don't have that what do we have in order to be able to give so I think it's just because we tend to forget about ourselves we tend to put ourselves at the last in the queue to get any kind of um support or um or just even to enjoy you know what we want to do um and i think that's where sm power and certainly the work i do with the strength model and the power program enables women to discover what they're missing what what where is that joy going to come from what is missing in your life that will start to bring back some balance across body brain nutrition and nurture usually i find there's two strength elements that women are lacking or feeling like they are out of balance in it's not normally all four, but usually um, it's a couple of those. And they, it just helps them to discover really where they need to start because often people come to me and they don't know where to start. They just know that something's not right and they don't feel good. Um, they're lacking in health, they're lacking in, in, in vibrant energy um, and they're finding every day is a trudgery. And, you know, is this it? So that's where we start is with those four strength elements. Yeah, awesome. And I I mean, I don't have kids, but I absolutely resonated with what you said anyway with that putting other people first. Yeah. Um, and joy is one of my my values and my buzzwords. So, you know, bringing more joy in our lives and, and finding that is absolutely something that I always talk about. Um, and so you mentioned the key strength elements, and I know you mentioned them in passing, but I wonder if we can mm. kind of just go through what, what they are um, and why those four things are so important. I think what they do is create um, a platform essentially to optimum health. So we look at the body. So we look at how physically active is your body? Do you move throughout the day? And this isn't just about going to a gym. It's actually about, do you sit at your desk all day long for seven or eight hours without moving or, you know, bar the odd cup of tea and um, loo break? But do you simply, is your mindset around my body needs to be active in the day or my body just needs to serve the computer screen. Um, and, that, and then we look at the, your level of movement essentially and, and how we can increase that. And literally it's a step-by-step -step process. Most people, the way to get sustainable results is really about one step at a time. Full step. You know, I find the majority of people, it's a one step at a time. It's not normally a massive jump because usually you can't sustain that. And then we look at the brain. So how do you think on a daily basis? Are you doing things that up level your thinking that create that not just success mindset in this big grand, you know, viewpoint, but actually just the day to day stuff that start to up level the way we think about things that give us an optimistic and more positive feel about our day that we're able to view things by sitting on the fence really and to kind of almost I get people to really reframe stuff and so whatever that thought is that comes to mind if it's not a thought that's serving them towards their goals flip that on its head completely play with it and think about what would be the complete opposite of that so we do a lot of work around how you can change the way we think about things and that is our decision it's our choice to think this way or that way and that's what we look at with brain 
um, and setting some routines that you can practice doing these exercises throughout the day. We look at nutrition. So what are you feeding yourself? What are you, um, how much water, how do, you, how do you hydrate your body? The food that you're putting in your body, how does it make you feel? Do you get the best out of yourself? Have you had times in your life when you've perhaps had more energy? Um, can you relate the different types of food that you're perhaps eating at that stage um, or less energy when perhaps you were snacking on more sugary foods and life was even busier and you were just grabbing the next uh, sugary snack from one to the next? Um, we look at then nurture. So what are you doing to put to get some joy into your life? What are you doing that serves you as an individual that helps you to grow? So it's a bit of personal development as well. Um, we look at getting outside, getting outdoors in nature, understanding how we can really enrich our spirits. So what I think the way I like to label nurture actually is that if you've done, you know, you're eating the best diet in the world, you're really physically fit, you've got your work-life balance in order, but you're still feeling like there's a little bit of trudging cheekle going on. And that's usually that inner spirit, that inner soul feeling that you need to work on. And that's that's where nurture comes in. Yeah, awesome. And it sounds like such a kind of holistic, complete way of looking at areas because we can quite often break it down into just, I'm just going to go to the gym and then that will be fine. And yeah. or I'm just going to go on a diet and, and then I'll have energy and then I'll be fine. Or I'm just going to do this one thing. Yeah. And yeah, so I love that you're looking at the whole of everything that's going on for you to, to kind of see where you can make adjustments that are going to have an impact. Yeah, absolutely. And that is exactly why the strength model came about was because I'd worked in fitness and I'd worked with people who came to me as a physical fitness coach and asked me to help them sort the fitness out. And potentially there was an element of diet in that, um, but not necessarily focused specifically on diet because their appointment was kind of a paid appointment for fitness. Um, And what I discovered is it just never quite got sustainable results. You know, people yo-yoed or they came to you, but they didn't do it when they weren't with you. So then, of course, it wasn't quite enough. So it was only one or a number of the elements. It wasn't actually working across all four, which is why I came up with the idea of um, creating the strength model and giving people the chance to work across four key holistic areas. Yeah, Mm. I feel like they're linked. And this is my experience I'm going to share, which I'm sure is actually what a lot of people find that it's almost like dominoes. So like I do one thing and then it's easier to do another thing and then another thing. So like when at the start of the year, I made a real conscious effort to be mindful about what I ate and to be thinking about fueling my body and nurturing my body. Um, And it's something I'd come back to. Actually, I started fitness first was my my first one. Um, And then it was the case of, okay, that's like now a habit. And so now I want to think about fueling my body right. And now I'm going to do some other movement because actually now I want my performance to be better. And actually I'm going to sleep better because then I have more energy for those things. And it's, it's, it becomes a lifestyle thing. It can't just be one thing, but actually it's almost like, it's that those steps you, you do one, you kind of commit to it and then the others kind of fall in place. That's kind of what I found for myself. I don't know if that's the same as you. Yeah, I mean, again, that's why we tend to start with one or two of the elements, because generally there'll be something that's bothering that person more than than, you know, and that's the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, well, and it's like it becomes a lifestyle thing. So it's like a domino. So you you do one and then you adjust and then from that it kind of like spreads. So I guess, you know, for, for me, when I started, the reason I started with fitness specifically I guess was because I was feeling overwhelmed. And so I quite often went to sugar and junk stuff to kind of fuel that. So I wasn't in a particularly good place. But I wasn't ready to like deal with that one. And actually I could deal with the fitness one. And I literally Googled what helps with depression because I was being depressed and exercise 
was one of the things that came up and I was like well that feels like something that I'm going to give it a go and then actually when I felt the benefits of that then I could think about one of the other pillars and add that in as well whereas I think if at that point I'd gone right I'm just going to do all of them yeah definitely I think yeah one at a time and like I said yeah usually there's one thing that's bothering that person more than ever and you very often it is fitness actually very often excuse me it's very often to do with their fact that they might be aching creaking their joints when they get up in the morning they might not feel as strong as they used to feel they've generally ended up with some form of middle age spread around their middle section because that's what tends to happen midlife for both men and women, actually, um, particularly because of the hormones for females um, and those sort of perimeno years, 35 and on. And so, you know, very often fitness is the thing that they think is going to do something straight away. But again, working with that sector or that that sort of age phase for women, it isn't just usually fitness and it to some degree isn't actually just nutrition, although those things are very important key components. Um, what is incredibly important for that age category is stress and reducing cortisol, which you'll know about from the mental health perspective too. Um, and again, they're very often suffering with some level of mental health, compromised mental health really, that they, they feel very stressed, they feel very overwhelmed on a daily basis, and they're kind of treading treacle every single day, and they're sort of just, just treading that hamster wheel really and it's about trying to calm that all right back down and actually focusing on cortisol and reducing the levels of cortisol in their body not getting rid of it because we need it it's a fight and flight hormone it's really it's an important response hormone but it's not good if it's chronically there so we do look at hormones um as one of those key factors in across all those four sections actually yeah and stress is um oh it's an interesting one i feel like i've been talking about stress a lot recently on the podcast but it's one of yeah. these ones that we sometimes it just gets like a blanket bad rep like stress all stress bad but actually as you said it's that it's a natural response and some um I guess there's some there's the you stress isn't there that positive stress um and it's short-lived that yeah we just quite often (laughs) go stress bad which is oversimplifying it it is absolutely there's actually a term for it called hormesis I don't know if you've heard of it um and it's it's essentially important that our body experiences a short-lived form of stress in order to strengthen our body from lots of different perspectives it's way too complicated to go into on here (laughs) but essentially if you look into the word hormesis it's very interesting um it's about becoming stronger through stress but it's through um acute and predetermined stress rather than chronic long-term stress from situations that are put upon us this is about us putting that stress upon ourselves which is different when it's managed by ourselves Hmm. I wonder if that's kind of linked to the idea that a lot of us we we like a challenge we like Mm. to have kind of chosen I'm gonna do this thing and so I (laughs) I've been talking about this a bit I took up running and hopefully by the time this comes out I will have consistently been running I don't know I have to sort of say at the beginning yeah I gave that up but I've been doing like eight weeks of running and it was something that I'd always and in back episodes people know been like I'm not a runner I'm not a runner and I was like I'm actually gonna try I said that last year but this year I actually made a commitment and it was like a challenge for myself of that I've always said that I can't but what happens if I actually try and I set that challenge and you know put some stress on my body but particularly my mind because it gets bored and it's like why are we still doing this um and that that challenge and I guess that's a form of stress but that with it there is that sense of development and an achievement that you get from it oh absolutely I mean I'm I'm with you on the whole fitness thing I absolutely love training I've I've um 
been in the gym for many years, but decided I needed a challenge back in 2015 and, and um, set a massive goal for myself that I'd never, ever done before at the age of 41 to step on stage in a bodybuilding competition of which I continued to compete in for the next three or four years. I absolutely loved doing it. It was a great challenge. It challenged me mentally, hugely and physically. Um, and it also challenged my body and, and it, my ability to make my body very adaptable to change um, so I believe that definitely strengthened um, my me physically and mentally but also it strengthened knowing what I can do with my body and knowing what I can do with my brain and also what I can put myself through um, and that's why I did it really just yeah. to challenge myself and to really feel where I could take myself and so now I, I truly believe if we really want to achieve stuff we can really achieve it <laughs> we just have to put our minds yeah. to it and have a bit of a plan in place obviously yeah so interesting and I um I love CrossFit when the gyms are open yeah. and I'm pretty strong. I can lift heavy stuff. And it's normally like the running I've always been before. Like, no, that's not for me, but, um, but something like that, I'm not sure if, you know, I'll happily train, I'll happily lift heavy stuff all the time. But I'm not sure I have the discipline to train that specifically. And particularly I imagine to, to get into the shape that you need to be, because I would have to lose a fair amount of weight probably, which is happening actually as I make healthier choices, but I'm not sure I would have the discipline I imagine it takes nutritionally to get into that kind of shape to compete. Uh, Oh, absolutely. I mean, there is, there is, well, I mean, I think the thing is here, Hannah, though, it's actually about if we've got the desire we can definitely follow through with what we need to do. It, I mean, it's just wanting it enough, isn't it? So for you, it might not be that you want it enough to do that. And that's, you know, totally fine. And, and like, if I wanted to do that now, I probably wouldn't do it now. And I'm, I might not even be able to do it again because it's not enough of a desire now because I've done it. I've been there and done it. It would need to be something else. Um, and also I know now yeah. from my, from the knowledge and the skills and all the um, study and, and um, work I've done since since that that competing then actually it's probably not the best thing for your body especially um, in those kind of hormonal years for females um, it does mess with your hormones and it does um, you know that the t- yes absolutely you do have to lose a lot of body fat so it's not particularly natural for females to have such low body fat and and has an impact on our hormones so I probably wouldn't do it again for that reason however it was it was it was great to do it and but I do believe that um, mm. if we desire something enough, if it's really, truly intrinsically set within us, then I think we can we can achieve it. It just depends on what you want to be t- achieving. Yeah, I've definitely set myself some challenges this year and pretty much all of them are either business related or fitness related. <laughs> Sorry, anything else. Yeah. <laughs> um, but none of those is bodybuilding, but it's more about, <laughs> but still challenging myself in, um, in, a, in a different way. And yeah, I think I feel like, yeah. yeah, as I was thinking about it then, I'm like, hmm, could I give up chocolate like for that long? Like not that I eat a huge amount of it now, but you know, it's that kind of, yeah. I don't know. Oh, there's definitely sacrifice. Yeah. I'm yeah. not sure I want it now. <laughs> definitely sacrifice. <laughs> no, exactly. And like I said, I'm not sure I would now, now anyway, because I've already done it, but, and it's not something that I would necessarily continue to do the rest of my life, but it's, um, I think with anything in life, you sacrifice what you need to, if the desire is strong enough in order for you to achieve it. And you have to have that why, don't you? It has to be there um, for you to make it happen. Yeah. So do you have any new challenges in mind for whether it's, you know, physical or mental or kind of across everything? Or do you have anything sort of you're thinking about doing? Well, I would like to do, I would like to find a new fitness challenge. I mean, in all honesty, I'm battling with, um, in my mind, not so much the challenge of doing it, but the, the, the knowledge of what it does to you, um, particularly from mm. the point of view of our mitochondria. So our deep cellular physiology, what happens when we overtrain or when we train too much, um, if we do long endurance things um, past 30 minutes that are, are too um, 
hard hitting for our body. They cause a shortening of what we call telomeres, which are all linked to aging inside. Mm -hmm. And because I now feel I have this sort of almost academic knowledge really on, on what happens to the body inside, I'm much more careful about what I'm going to do. <laughs> so it's not so much about mm. competing in fitness competitions. I'd like to do more mountain climbing or, or getting up mountains and getting out a bit further, but obviously we can't really do much of that at the moment, but that's something I, want, I would like to plan. But in terms of doing things that are hardcore, I'd always wanted to do a triathlon and I wanted to do more sort of longer endurance things. But I think, I think I'd struggle, you know, knowing physically what that was doing to my body. Um, but I certainly, my, my goal really is around my business at the moment and, and building a membership site. So that's a global um, enterprise and that people across the world can benefit from the knowledge and the, um, the work that we've put into this membership site yeah awesome and I definitely want to hear about that but before we do can I ask you a super quick yeah. question yeah <laughs> about, sure um, and because you were saying about you know with the bodybuilding and being in um the kind of a, a particular stage of life with where hormonally it is yeah. um maybe disruptive so say for example hypothetically very hypothetical I wanted to do a an ultra like endurance thing I'm not yeah. sure if I do but if I did is there like an optimal age to have done it by where it's not going to have as much of a hormonal impact or a negative impact on the mitochondria or is it just pretty much going to be <laughs> a bit of a yeah negative whatever whenever yeah I mean I, to be honest I don't know if there's an, an actual specific optimal age um but but we kind of know that when we're younger we can handle more of that endurance if I and I, I certain, certain bodies are more able to handle longer endurance from a DNA perspective as well than other bodies and also from being metabolically flexible so the more you can use fats as your source of energy will give you more sustained energy so it's not quite so the less it becomes taxing and hard on your body the more beneficial it is for us but obviously once it becomes more of a challenge physiologically then it creates you know much more of an aging process so I don't know if there's a specific age particularly, but I think yeah. when we're younger, we can handle more, but certainly the 35 post 35, I think we've got to be more careful about doing mm. longer stuff of, of, you know, whether it's running, cycling. I mean, obviously some of the impact stuff is brilliant for bone density, but again, it, you know, nothing too long, nothing too arduous mm. that our body feels under stress and it then starts raising our levels of cortisol, um, which we don't really want because we're already yeah. battling a little bit with that anyway, as we get older. Yeah. Awesome. I'm 33 now. So I've got like a year and a half until I get to 35. <laughs> so that's my window. <laughs> But yeah. it's really good, um, Hannah, for your running, really, to do some sprints and to practice um, doing some hill sprints and sprinting work that gets you um, your muscles much stronger, but also being able to use fast twitch and slow twitch fibers yeah. too, and not too much long distance Yeah, stuff. it's interesting because I'm much more of a fast twitch person. I much more prefer sprinting. Yeah. Um, and so the challenge is then doing the long distance. But what yeah. I'm finding, I'm doing the runs, I didn't couch to 5K, and they're like, oh, you may be really tired, really achy. I'm like, I'm not actually and I can breathe okay yeah. and I think from the other exercise my, I've got good muscles mm. but it's for me it's more a mental thing of just going like yeah. why am I still running yeah, um sure. so yeah but I definitely after I'm, I'm trying to build up a, like a baseline of being able to run for a certain amount of time and then I'm going to mix it up a bit with some longer some yeah. kind of mid-length and some sprinty type stuff yeah so see sure. how that goes um, yeah absolutely and also you know doing you know say you're three miles rather than even five miles but actually doing timing you know getting your times down and getting yeah. it faster yeah. rather than making it longer yeah I mean at the moment just being able to run is like, yeah. that's not what I was doing before um, yeah so, well done <laughs> 
yeah <laughs> I've got next week I'm running with a friend and that'd be my first time I, I I've run with friends before but not like consistent running like we'll run for a bit yeah. walk for a bit and we're yeah. and they're a proper runner so we're going to run at socially distance but like half yeah. an hour because that's the timing for next week's the final week so yeah. that'll be interesting because then I'll actually have someone else and we'll see how the pace works <laughs> because yeah, I'm just running at my own pace really. so yeah. that feels like a, a next step of being able to then run with other yeah. people um, yeah, and yeah you mentioned so you mentioned your your membership program that you're launching so I'd love mm. to hear more um, about that yeah sure so myself and my business partner both had a similar sort of um, problems really working with people is that you can only really serve so many at a time when you're working one-to-one so both of us had um, got to a point where we really wanted to Um, be able to impact more women and on a wider scale so we came up with this idea that we were going to put together a membership site it's called My House Mastery Um, and it's all about creating a a community of like-minded women who are all working towards their health goals but can do it together so they're there for support which you know we are tribal we need to be together don't we we need to be working together on these things Um, and we do we run trainings within the group so we have a membership site online um, of which there's weekly trainings happening at the moment we're running um, a six-week series on healthy hormones understanding your hormones from really quite a scientific perspective but trying to make it obviously easy to understand but really understanding what's going on so and, and then the feedback's been amazing because most women don't get to hear about this from a scientific point of view you might hear you know try you know they, you might hear the solution but you don't really hear what's going on underneath of that mm-hmm. um and we also run a book club once a month and the book club is related to whatever the topic is that we're talking about at the time and we also run a live q a session as well so people can get really good help really and advice on um recommendations and things on on whatever's going on for them at the time and um, and it's very much almost like a bit like group coaching really where we're all working together towards goals and we set programs and and um plans of what they're doing yeah that's awesome I think that sense of community and accountability for I think for me personally my um gym that I go to my CrossFit gym when it's open but they have such a strong community feel it's a bit cult-like that's what people say about CrossFit it kind of is but it's that real sense of supporting each other and being accountable and they'll do these little challenges and when people can kind of post and support each other that really helps you to kind of commit to yourself as well and to get ideas and inspiration I think it's a really really powerful thing yeah well, that's certainly what we found. And they've um, there's a private Facebook group as well. And so they're posting in there regularly. I think they all just feel like they're just not on their, on their own doing it, which is, um, and, and it makes it really affordable. People don't need to pay for individual coaching. It's, you know, something done together as a group. So yeah, it's been really, really successful. Yeah, awesome. Really, yeah, really exciting. Um, Sarah, I wonder if you've got like a final thought on key strength elements or well-being or anything that we've talked about before I ask you my set questions I think my final thought would be that I find I'm finding it quite exciting that actually people are recognizing and certainly companies are recognizing and and workplace is recognizing that the benefit of helping their workforce with mental and physical aspects not just you know we might have known there might have been a gym in, in some of these workplaces or you know we might have concentrated on physical fitness but actually there's not just an emphasis even on mental fitness as well now but actually more of a holistic approach realizing that if we look after our body and our brain and we focus on that whole person that actually get a much more successful and happy workforce that's willing to you know stick around for a bit longer um, and they feel valued and supported as a um, part of that workforce community so that's been really excited and yeah I'm just hugely committed to helping to educate um, women and men but you know both in terms of how to 
look after themselves and to, to gain that health being at the heart of their business or their career yeah awesome and I, I love the scientific focus because I'm a massive geek so I always that. um I think you're absolutely right I think that possibly for a while there's been that focus um within businesses on kind of career development and maybe career coaching but actually that what's happening to us or in our lives personally within ourselves that affects how we actually show up in the office so yeah yeah uh, yeah, I think it's uh, so important so it's uh, it's great that as you said the companies are kind of switching on uh, to that and investing in their their employees so I think the pandemic pandemic has definitely pushed that further Mm -hmm. than what than uh, than what it was probably beforehand but it was starting to move that way anyway I'd already seen a change in the way that companies were thinking about um, using coaching services and more so than uh, just for career or, or business development but actually for their own personal development yeah uh, from a health point of view yeah awesome so I have some set questions to ask everyone and I'd love yeah. to hear your thoughts on these and so actually joy was something that we mentioned earlier and as I said it's one of my values one of my buzzwords and the first question that I always start with is what brings you joy in your life oh uh can I use one thing well is it just one okay um what brings me joy I love getting on a beach I love beaches uh we go to Cornwall quite a lot we've got an old VW camper van so we like Mm. surfing so this has been quite challenging in the pandemic not being able to go down to Cornwall and surf at the weekends so I love being out in the camper van um I love being outdoors and with with my family I'm really I'm quite a family person um so for me it's it's about lifestyle really it's choosing the lifestyle that allows me to um focus more on that than you know and the work is just a peripheral but a passion that I can run alongside my life really yeah awesome and so then my next question and this is interesting because sometimes it's similar sometimes it's different is what makes life meaningful for you I think knowing that I can impact other people's lives really positively and that I know I've been given an abundant amount of energy in order to do that. I know that that's why I feel energetic all the time and that I have so much to give and that the people I meet on a daily basis, I feel that I hope that they get something from anything that I've said or um, helped them with. Um, So for me, it is is actually about helping to enable other people to uh, live a healthier, happier life. Awesome. So my, my next two questions are about our kind of overarching topic for the podcast and I absolutely agree that well-being is this kind of holistic thing and someone said it to me recently that um that you kind of need specialists in certain areas and so we're kind of like the mental health specialists which I quite liked that <laughs> because I absolutely agree it's it's not just like the one area but because yeah. we are kind of in the mental <laughs> the mental space I ask everyone that comes on what does mental wellness mean to you mental wellness well I think for me, it is um, a level, I would say I, it's a level for me that means I feel I have good energy. I was going to say optimum, but I mean optimum, yes, but you know, even a, a minimum good energy that I feel I can operate in a way that allows me to have patience and to stop and think um, before I would say act or react. Um, so it allows me to have that choice of speech before I, before I, uh, use my words that allows me to be patient with my relationships, the people around me, because that's really important to me to have good relationships. And, and I kind of expect that of others t- towards me. So, um, I hope that I give that, but yeah. So for me, wealth, mental wellbeing is about having those good relationships, being able to be really patient as a person and knowing that I can wake up with great energy and go to bed with great energy. Um, and in, in the, all the bits in between are, you know, I just have 
new things happening every day. I learn lots of new things every day. Um, I always try and take a learning from, from something that I've ha that's happened that day. Reframing stuff as well, looking at the good in, in the things when they happen, not looking at the bad. Um, accepting things for what they are, knowing that I can draw a line and start again. There's no one stopping me doing that. Um, so mental well-being, I suppose, is, is, is feeling strong mentally and feeling strong physically. Awesome. And then my, my follow-up is always what you do for yourself to maintain that. I have routines. <laughs> I, have, I definitely <laughs> have set routines. And for me, fitness and exercise is really important. And, and as you've already alluded to, um, you're really good for things like depression and anxiety. It is immensely good for mental health. It's really good for de-stressing us. It's a stress buster. So for me, fitness is really important. Feeling strong. Um, <laughs> you'll often find me doing handstands in the lounge lately <laughs> just so I can feel that kind of exuberance of my body can still do these things I like feeling um, strong and fit uh, for me nutrition has a massive impact as well um, in making me feel that way um, and I suppose just living with a sense of balance that I don't spend my whole day working I make sure I am quite strict about putting my computer down and um, sticking to these routines and um, set you know the values really of what what's what's important to me as you were saying that particularly the computer I was thinking oh I need to get a bit tighter on that because that's in this like I actually to be honest I probably often did things yeah. in the evening anyway but particularly at the moment in lockdown my time is just uh so yeah. I personally need to think about that so thank you for that I think I think there's a, I think there's a lot of people there Hannah that, that are working and it's not even just working it's actually just because there's not very much else to do other than watch television or go and chat to your partner or your kids or whatever is so you end up just spending longer doing whatever you're doing on your computer or it might be that you're taking breaks in the day I think you know my husband finds this you might take a longer break in the day because it's light outside and then ends up working into the evening so it just feels yeah. that every, everything's a little bit on top of itself isn't it or kind of the wrong way around yeah <laughs> I think there's lots of people in that situation. Yeah, I tend to at the moment be having like a more relaxed morning. So starting a bit yeah. later and then having a kind of break in the day. And actually at some of my runs, I've been doing kind of lunchtime or yeah. going for a run and then kind of coming back for a bit. So it feels all right. Yeah. Cool. Well, my next question, sometimes a challenge. Can you describe your own mindset? Hmm. Strong and disciplined for sure. Um, but very flexible. I definitely will look at two sides of things. And sometimes to, the, to my detriment, I end up being caught up in analyzing too much. But um, certainly, I like to see things from multiple perspectives, perspectives. And I find that is I find that quite exciting rather than even challenging, particularly, but I like to look at other options that it, that, and, and actually, there's something I learned, actually, it's really important for your brain to practice um, looking at four or five different options to what you would initially think so I like to play around with things like that so I'd say strong determined um incredibly intrinsically motivated so I will do things because I want to do them I won't do them because somebody wants me to do them <laughs> and I definitely think I battle with that one if I have to do something I'm like oh I don't really want to do it I have to make myself <laughs> but certainly yeah flexible pliable strong and determined yeah. awesome thank you so this is my favorite question to ask because I'm curious um, I used to say nosy, but someone's like, no, it's curiosity, which <laughs> another one of my core <laughs> values. Um, yeah, so everyone that comes on, um, and you've already shared some amazing, amazing knowledge with us, so thank you for that. Um, I ask every guest that comes on to leave us with one to three top tips of things that we could try out for ourselves that could have a massive impact in our lives. Okay, I think the number one thing is to have a morning and an evening routine. I'm really hot on this, actually working with my clients too, because I think it's really important to get up and start your day in the way that you have chosen. So it's not in a reactive way, because... 
quite simply from the moment we open our eyes we could have many micro stresses as we call them before you've even got out of the bed mm. you know and usually it's the phone <laughs> that's usually something that you pick up on on your phone if you picked up your phone at that point so having a really good morning routine that sets your day up so whether that's um doing a bit of meditation whether that's quite simply putting your vision in your mind and thinking about what's going on maybe listening to something listening to some good music having a dance around you know whatever energizes your body and your brain and gets you started in the morning it could be taking some quiet time I often go out and sit in the conservatory when no one's even up looking out into greenery in the garden drinking my cup of tea or whatever you know just time where you've just got time to think about putting the right day in your mind so visualizing your day some exercise or whatever you know it could be a number of different things and then also having a really good evening routine so just putting everything down on paper getting everything out of your brain that's going to stop you sleeping well because sleep as you again alluded to is the most one of the most important things we can do for ourselves it does so many things in our body from a hormonal perspective to a brain everything that does so many things so again putting everything on paper journaling before you go to bed if you have trouble sleeping particularly and also putting together some sort of good sleep behavior routine so making sure you do turn off screens blue lights um and what have you at least an hour before you go to bed and just actually relaxing your body down to know that it's going to sleep because the right hormones like melatonin will will help you sleep better uh so that's number one i think coming a good morning and evening routine I think finding what it is that, that what I call my conditions for success. So this is finding what it is that makes you ha have and be and do what you need to do in order to achieve your goals. So for example, um, what, what helps you work at your optimum? What helps you have energy at your optimum? What helps you run your day the way you choose to run it? What helps keep you in a really good mental and physical frame of mind? So for, for me, it's about exercising. For me, it's about good nutrition. I plan my days, my days are planned. They have become more habitual now, so it's easier because a lot of it's just, I do it um, very naturally anyway. But to begin with, you know, of course I had to put these, these the steps in place and I had to really stick to things. And yes, I made mistakes and yes, I didn't do it perfectly all the time, but one step at a time, you get around to doing it in the right way that becomes a habit. So putting in these healthy habits about eating right, particularly exercising and moving your body, whether it's in a gym or whether it's simply getting up from your desk where there was a piece of research which was really good that suggested five minutes out of every 60 minutes of um, sitting down five minutes of exercise or some sort of activity out of those 60 minutes is incredibly important and actually showed that it was it was more effective than doing 30 minutes first thing in the morning and then not moving for the rest of the day so you know putting in your movement breaks um, and the third thing, oh, um, what would be the third thing? I think probably focusing on nurture, actually, um, focusing on getting out in nature, focusing on feeling what joy feels or what joy feels like. And often people say, I don't even know how to feel that. But it's that feeling that you get when um, your sort of heart warms to something, whether it's, you know, looking at a picture of your child or whether it's or your animal or your dog, your cat, whatever, your, your pet, or whether it's some moment in, in your time in your life you're really proud of or something that makes you feeling that, sen that sense of joy. Being out in nature helps us develop that quicker, I think, and, and that, you know, smelling what you smell out in nature, feeling the, the wind on your face, you know, seeing what you see, really getting to feel your senses makes us feel alive. Um, and it really makes us appreciate things um, that are around us and gives us um, a bit of a contrast from our day, it takes us out of ourselves, takes our, us out of our brain as such to give us some relaxation. So I think nature is really important for us. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. I love those. And I was thinking, um, I'm actually trying to put more routine in my day. And when you said about it becoming a habit and so something I've mm. noticed um, during the week, I can absolutely do my morning routine, but sometimes so like this morning, I, I didn't do my normal morning routine. 
because I was up at five and then volunteering and I wasn't going to get up early to do yoga beforehand (laughs) and so then I found that on the days of the weekend and I normally will do it if I can but if I'm up really early which sometimes I am and then it feels really weird because I'm like oh I've not (laughs) not had my normal morning and uh kind of maybe a bit on edge or it just feels a bit weird and so I guess that's the shame my body's kind of got no we like this let's stick with that um and every time someone mentions sheep sleep sheep sleep uh, I have an overwhelming urge to yawn because it's like my body going we got up at five we need to sleep more so there's <laughs> always uh, I love it when people come on and mention it because it's always a constant reminder for me that I need to get more sleep um I'm better but still probably <laughs> could do with more good good so so what makes you get up at five Hannah oh so I'm a Samaritan's volunteer oh, so nice. I was I did a shift starting at half six so I was up at five nice. to be awake a bit and then and sure. go in so um which was fine. Last week I was up at two because I was in at half three, so it was even worse. Oh my goodness! Um, but uh, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't too bad. When I did CrossFit, I used to get up at five to to CrossFit. But with lockdown, I've trained myself out of that, and now I'm consistently like a seven a.m. Yeah. Get up. So when we when we get to a point where we're allowed back in the gyms, that's going to be an interesting shift because I've got a new habit that's kind mm. of works for me at the moment and then that's going to be interesting figuring out like my, my previous habit was this this is my new one mm. it's interesting isn't it how we how we sort of can evolve and change our habits actually I was just listening to you there and thinking I used to train really early in the morning and didn't think anything of it and would just get up and train at that time and and would often um in certainly in my body days would often eat before I trained as well to, to give me the energy um whereas now I just gosh I mean I don't really like training before eight mm. <laughs> so, um and I just and I think that's possibly an age thing as well I think as we get older I don't know whether it's recognizing that it's it feels stressful that training too early mm-hmm. um that your body's not quite in the right frame of you know right in the right place as such to, to start at that time or whether it's simply not going to bed early enough i mean it could be that too but i definitely think you know getting eight hours and i've never i've always been one to get six or seven hours and you know and would be fine enough loads of energy but recognizing that we can feel a sense of physiological stress and anxiety that we don't even recognize has really become apparent over the last three or four years since doing a lot more study in mental health that actually this and and um from a from a nutritional point of view from the physiological stress that that food can can give us um and changing things like our bio data you know particularly if you've got a tracker or a watch tracker that can show you that your heart rate can be a lot higher when you've had food too late and mm-hmm. you know and it gives you these kind of markers and it makes you realize how much of an impact um our lifestyle habits have on our sleep pattern and routine um, and also making sure that you do really get that seven to nine hours because there's a lot of research that suggests that you know anything less than that is not good for us and of course too much is also not yeah. so good as well um that that kind of seven to nine is the sweet spot really yeah I feel my body is kind of settled at around around seven hours because I sometimes yeah. weekend not so much anymore but I used to be like a real lay-in person probably because I was sleep deprived yeah. the rest of the week <laughs> and so now sometimes I'd be like I'm not setting an alarm I'm lying in it so I will stubbornly sometimes be like I'm not getting up yet but probably after about seven hours, I'm awake, but I'm just like dozing and refusing to get up. Yeah. But when I when I was um, depressed, I often was like three or four hours, sometimes like all nighters. I had insomnia as well. And it's mm. uh, and I always said, I you know, was really bad at sleeping. And I was then and now I'm still a light sleeper. I'm still a restless sleeper, but I tend to get my consistent seven hours. Actually, if I've had that, I'm fine. I, I feel like that's a good place mm. today where I'm on like five or six hours I had a power nap before this 
because yeah. <laughs> I was quite mindful that I was tired so um yeah I think that's really interesting and, and I guess for yourself like someone might be a seven it might be an eight or it might be nine hours but figuring out what works for them and kind of trying to yeah I found that since I've given up alcohol which I have done for quite some time now um because I recognized, uh, you know, understanding from money. And I, I mean, I wasn't really drinking that much anyway, but, but nevertheless, I still believe there's a consistent action. I read a book called Alcohol Uncovered and it was really interesting or Alcohol Explained, I can't remember one of the two. Um, and it went in and it really explained what was going on physiologically with alcohol. And I kind of understood a bit of it, but already, but it really made me recognize that the level of anxiety that alcohol consistently having alcohol causes in your body. Mm. And since, interestingly, since, since not having any, I now sleep longer without feeling when I wake, I'm awake. I can actually still literally wake slightly and go back to sleep again. Mm. And, it, and it doesn't, you know, I'm talking like six, six in the morning, so I can go back to sleep to seven or eight, whereas I never used to be able to do that. Mm. And I kind of see that as a bonus actually, especially because we know that that good eight hours, really ideally eight hours is the best that they reckon that sort of in between um, is, has done me loads more good. I can really feel the difference with sleeping that bit longer. And I'm sure it has um, a, a degree of anti-aging effect. And of course, uh, <laughs> I'm in my late forties, so that is important to me <laughs> to uh, keep the aging uh, part at bay <laughs> and protect ourselves um, internally, you know, from things like chronic diseases as well. But I was gonna ask you actually, do you find that when you're training harder, particularly CrossFit, so I'm talking like um, resistance and strength training, that it allows you to sleep better and a deeper sleep? Um... That's a good question. I I don't know because I feel like I um it was at a similar time when I was making other changes, so it's difficult to kind of you know pick them apart. Um, and I feel like I sometimes and still like if my mind's right. quite active, mm-hmm. that tends sure. to be the thing that keeps me awake. Um, but it's probably not a coincidence that at the same time that I started sure. training more, my sleep also got better. Um, I'm trying to think now so now at the moment I'm doing yoga every day and I'm running three times a week and I don't know if it's better on days that I run yeah I just wonder because I used to find that I was uh, particularly you know training at a gym compared to now when I'm not got the same strength training because we've just not got the same weights at home um I do find that I get physically Mm -hmm. tired so I'm I'm really ready for sleep Mm -hmm. in a real physical way I feel actually quite tired my you know sleepy eyes tired by 10 or 10 30 if I've especially if I train legs Mm -hmm. then I'd I'd be much more physically tired and I often find that I go into a much deeper sleep when I've been training so just another benefit really of exercise I just wondered but if if exercise becomes um you know too cortisol inducing it's not quite easy you can have the opposite effect when you're sort of overtraining not suggesting you are but you know if people are overtraining it can affect your sleep you know to the uh, in a a not such a good way yeah yeah I think I tend to find it well I've tried training in the evening for CrossFit and that didn't work for me I was like too tired for this now (laughs) Um, but in the morning I tend to feel energized afterwards although actually I have done sometimes maybe this is actually where it's the sleep thing is I would train at like six o'clock get in and then I'd have a power nap afterwards because it's like I don't actually have to be up and get in my day yet and that was a really nice thing I've trained I'm gonna have a little nap and then I'll get up again and start again so actually maybe then it did help with sleep because I was like tired and I could have a little micro sleep and uh felt quite decadent really to to bed for a bit so it's good that you were able to yeah yeah little treat yeah absolutely did you adapt your diet when you were doing crossfit (laughs) a little but not hugely um and so I saw some benefits and now 
I'm seeing um, a lot more benefits because now I am actually sort of towards the end of last year, I started making like a real effort, uh, relaxed a lot over Christmas and then uh, kind of continuing with um, a kind of balance, like 80, 20 kind of focus this, this year. Um, So, and I can feel that impact, but I, you know, when I was doing CrossFit, considering I was at one point training five days a week and um, Mm. I lost a little bit of weight, but not a huge amount. I think because I was still kind of eating junk a lot um and so sometimes it was that kind of well I've trained so I can I can have this so um so it'll be interesting when we are able to go back with the kind of the way I'm eating now to see how that kind of goes Mm. together and I think that's a, that's a journey like you've just said there you know kind of hitting them on the head with, with the way that people would start exercise maybe not really change the diet know that you're exercising so it doesn't matter quite so much for the diet but then when you recognize um, by changing your nutrition and, and having nutrition that supports uh, physical strength recovery energy um, mm-hmm. makes such a difference on then the feeling you get and of course you've only got to have that tiny spark of a feeling that what you've done has had an impact on your training that makes you think wow that felt so different and then you've got that contrast and then of course you stick to things a little bit more because actually you know that they're really benefiting mm-hmm. you and that you recover better and you recover quicker and the muscles aren't quite as sore you're not quite as achy and creaky and then of course you want to stick yeah. to it and then it makes you really um intrinsically to you know commit yeah. to those nutrition goals as well when it's um similarly um with the running actually that was something I just do my other training and it was like I, I can't do those <laughs> at the moment but also I'm at a point now where if I run and work on my cardio I feel like my CrossFit performance will be better and I also taken up Brazilian jiu-jitsu and it's like well actually if I do more cardio I feel like that is going to be better so instead of just being like yeah. I'm going to run for fitness it was I'm doing these other things I really enjoy and to be better at those mm. I think this thing will help me and that kind of yeah. mindset around it I've stuck with it so yeah I think there's something definitely. there yeah you've given purpose behind it absolutely and that why is really important otherwise you know unless you absolutely love running running is literally pounding a pavement isn't it well it can be different yeah. I know but for you know mostly it's pounding pavements so when you've got um some purpose or some something behind it of course it's feeling it yeah yeah absolutely and of course it will definitely help things like your CrossFit and your Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, yeah. well, I, c- I can tell the difference and I've actually, it's gone today, which is good. I get an asthmatic wheeze, which is like, I reckon about 30% stress, 70% food because my body doesn't really like gluten a huge amount. And so I sometimes choose to have mm-hmm. it and my body goes, hmm. <laughs> so I had that back this week, but I went for a run the other day and I still, I ran for 28 minutes. And even though before I'd been like coughing, I was fine with the run and I always had kind of, you know, if we had to run, be like, I can't run and even um, do like an alternative to the run. And so actually it's nice to go like, when we are back, those runs around the block or whatever, like that I can totally do now. Mm. So that's quite... And that's such a great feeling. And also it's given you confidence now as well. So that you, you can't take that away. Once you've got that confidence, you know, you're, you, you're on the next step, you, you know, you're on the next run yeah. for, for whatever's happening next within CrossFit. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Who knows when we get back? When we get back. <laughs> I, won't think, I can't wait to get back. Yeah. I'm thinking of um, maybe switching up a little bit because I realized actually, I really like the Olympic weightlifting and powerlifting more than the mm. other CrossFit stuff. Yeah, I like the lifts. So whether I might adapt to a little bit more, I don't know, <laughs> Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, running, yoga, and weightlifting rather than CrossFit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, something. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, I think it, when you're training, doing weightlifting in a gym, it's just a little bit more, I say like controlled, really. It's just a little bit more um, at, at your own pace. I think, I mean, I've done CrossFit a few times, but it was just never my thing because it, I just felt like it was just so rushed and, and wasn't quite at the pace I would want to go at. Yeah. So it felt like I was heading for either an injury or yeah. I was going to end up with one quite soon. I just wasn't used to yeah. that. You know, I just didn't like the pace really. I either wanted to do weight training or I wanted to do cardio, but I didn't really want to mix yeah. the two at that level of, of um, you know, using the weights as well. Otherwise yeah. you'd end up, you know, you, if, if you're not using the, you know, the weights, you're not really getting yeah. I wasn't getting that from it then and I really wanted yeah. to do it for that reason too so, yeah. My, yeah my favorite sessions are the ones that are pretty much more lifting then yeah it depends what the other things are but if it's like purely lifting yeah. that's my my preferred thing so um who knows we'll see sure. we'll see what happens uh so I know you'd you just kind of mentioned a book and this is a new question I've started throwing in um because yeah. I love to read um, and so I'm asking everyone that comes on if you've got like a top tip of a, a book or a TED talk or something that's really had a massive impact that you'd recommend to us. I have got honestly, I I'm, I cannot even pick one. I'm just thinking of all the books I read and I'm reading at the moment. And I'm a bit of a dip in and outer as well, so I tend to have quite a few on the go. Um, I think probably the books that have had the biggest impact are generally have been mindset but related books over the years. Um, but where I've really inspired now is reading a lot more in depth. Um, sciencey kind of based books around mm -hmm. nutrition and one in particular that I'm reading at the moment is called Immunity Fix by a guy called Sim Lam and it's incredibly interesting um, it's really about understanding how our immune system works really it, it's such an all-round book because it is actually covering so many other aspects it's not just the immune system but how um, fasting and intermittent fasting and time restricted eating has an impact on what we call a metabolic autography so our, our kind of housework that our body does with getting rid of dead cells and things and and just really understanding how our body works inside is so important it's so in, um, incredibly interesting um, and you know I just I think being able to simplify that for people is what I'm about. So I'm reading lots of stuff around that at the moment. Um, but I, I'm not sure I can pick one. I've got so many books that I love to read. I, I, I'm just, yeah, I'm constantly reading a new book. I've always got new new ones on the go. I never like to read one at a time. So, I mean, you, you've named one. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I have two on a go, on the go. And I sometimes say to my partner, I'll be reading. And if he's going to bed, I was like, oh, I was going to go up and read. And I've been reading downstairs. Like, this is my downstairs book. I have an upstairs book. <laughs> So I've got at least two on, on the go. Actually, one of my favourite ones is um, by a guy called Jack Canfield. And it's from from where you are to where you want to go. I think it's like a red book. Mm. Uh, I think that's the title. Um, but that's one of my favourite ones. Yeah, awesome. It's an A to Z. Yeah, awesome. Thank you for that. And so then my final question is where people can find you online if they want to connect with you, if they're interested in working with you. Again, if you can remind us of your membership, where people can find that. Yeah, sure. So I've got a website, which is um, smpoweronline, smpoweronline.com. Um, and I've also got, we've got My Health Mastery, which is actually um, healthmasterycourses.com. And I'm on Twitter, I'm on um, Instagram, probably more, more Instagram and Facebook. And um, you can find me on there, but I'm sure we can put the links in below. Yeah, absolutely. Put the links in the show notes. And when we post, we'll link you uh, in social media as well so people can find you nice and easily from there as well Brilliant. awesome thank you so much Sarah it's been lovely chatting with you and going off into you know just picking your brains uh, and create my own fitness plan <laughs> <laughs> nutrition plan um but thank you so much for for coming and joining us and sharing your wisdom with us I really appreciate it oh you're welcome Hannah it's been absolutely delightful thank you for inviting me oh, so welcome 
So thanks again to Sarah for joining us and everything that she shared. And there's a link in the show notes to a resource that Sarah has shared with us, which is five steps to put health at the heart of your busy day. So if it's something that you are really wanting to prioritize for yourself and just wanting a bit of support to build that into your life, then check out the link in the show notes um, and that resource from Sarah and it's on her website SM Power Online uh, that she mentioned. So again, massive thank you to Sarah. And like I said, really enjoyed this conversation. And as I've mentioned in previous weeks, it's always interesting to hear kind of where I was at a few months ago when we record these and and where I'm at now. And we had some episodes recently on nutrition. And when I listened back, I was like, oh, (laughs) I've kind of let those dominoes slide a little bit. Um, And I just guess I wanted to make that point when we talk in this episode about those dominoes falling maybe in a positive way an upward cycle uh, but it's also possible for them to go the other way as well um, but we have that power to stop those dominoes falling uh, and kind of get back on track so for me I did successfully complete couch to 5k as you know and actually at the moment I'm not running um, I've had a little bit of knee pain and not wanting to push it but have been slowly getting back in the gym Um, And I am going to play around, I think, with the idea of sprints because it's something actually that just suits me a lot better and I enjoy more. So it was a really valuable conversation and I think really important to to check in with yourself and have that awareness. And wherever you are on that journey, uh, it's not a static thing. It's not right. I've got all these things in place. Now that is it forever (laughs) sorted, because as we know, life happens and and things get in the way, the gym shut because of lockdown, or you have a dip in your mood, or whatever it is, Um, but we can kind of hit pause, we can hit kind of restart and and start again, and so actually it was quite nice to listen to this and be like, okay, uh, I'm not quite where I was then, but not as, uh, not as many dominoes had fallen as when we listened to a couple of episodes a few, uh, a few weeks ago, so um for myself, I feel like, yeah, I'm doing okay. So for yourself, maybe have a little check in where you are and which of those areas that body, brain, nutrition, nurture, which of those are kind of speaking to you the most at the moment for areas to nurture. Um, or maybe nurture is not the right word because that's, <laughs> that's one of them. But for me, I guess nurture... Um, that probably is uh, is always my one, as Sarah said, it's one of the first ones to go, but, you know, so important. So check in, check out those five steps from Sarah if it's something that you want to have a little focus on uh, and a bit of a boost. That's everything from, from me today. Thank you so, so much for joining us and tuning in. It really does mean a lot. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please do rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts so that we can reach more people. Um, And maybe send this to someone that you think might enjoy it or maybe benefit from, although that's always a weird one, isn't it? Like, oh, I listened to this and thought of you, but, uh, you know, if it feels, if it feels right, if it feels good, you know, share it with um, with a loved one. um, And I would really appreciate that. I'll be back on Wednesday with another episode. We're joined by Nate, who is a long-time listener of the show. I've been on his show and, and he joins me to talk about mental health, talk about COVID and the impact of all of that uh, and a bit on his journey. So please do tune in again on Wednesday. Until then, as always, take care of yourself, be kind to yourself and I'll speak to you soon. Bye for now.